everyone. Thank you for tuning in to Thrift Stores and Coffee Shops. I am your host, Miss Ebony. Always doing my best as your coffee bartender to serve you up with some awesome thought-provoking topics that you could take throughout your day, think about, ponder on, all of that good stuff. So this early AM, I kind of wanted to cover something that I feel like God put on my heart yesterday. And it's something not really talked about. Um, I don't think people talk about it in the church um, as often or just within conversation. Um, I just don't think it's something that's covered, but I think God wanted me to address it today. Um, It's something that I myself have kind of had an issue with. Um, And I don't know, I think a lot of people, especially women, um, because we're kind of like, we're all emotional beings. I don't want to say men are not because I believe they struggle with this too in some instance. Um, But I feel like God wanted me to address it because it's something that a lot of people go through and a lot of people and women deal with, and especially within the church. Um, And it's entitled fantasy lusts and um for me i just want to kind of i was about to say back backtrack um on like thinking about when i was in school right and i was in like middle school and you're young you're into the teeny bop you're a teeny bopper and you're into the teeny boppers and the artists and people um that are like artists or celebrities or stars, if you will, um, and people that are just doing, you know, things on a platform, so to speak, that have quote unquote power, that have kind of quote unquote um, control and money and status, um, and that we find at times being human beings attractive. You know, you think about David in the Bible, he was king, but I'm pretty sure he had a lot of concubines, <laughs> concubines and, you know, women that were interested in him and liked that position that he played. And I'm pretty sure from the scriptures, the way that they describe David in his heart, that he was very charming, charming and a charismatic person. That was his personality, but very loving of God as well. So you have that kind of like, surrounding of a person and it's almost like there's this glow around people that have this particular um you know I want to say status but light so to speak and it could be the dark light it could be the light light but it doesn't matter sometimes because people are usually interested in both it could be gospel artists or it could be also someone that's not a gospel artist but going back to my life and my uh middle school career (laughs) I remember like seventh grade where it kind of hit big, where I was starting to get more into artists, you know, I was starting to put more people on my wall, more posters, you know, I had all the magazines, Word Up, Hype Hair, all of that, you know, I was putting everything on my wall, people, celebrities, um, mostly R&B, I never had any gospel artists. <laughs> well, I don't know if there were any gospel mag- magazines back then. There could have been, but you know, it was all about you know '90s artists, groups, girl groups, boy groups, and one particular guy that I was super in, who was quote unquote my husband. Lord have mercy, he was on my wall, but he was in the back 
of the door. Like, I put him in a special place. When I came home, I would get that picture. And <laughs> that would be that. This is seventh grade. I know I was not the only one, so don't try to act like y'all don't remember when y'all was putting stuff on your wall and start stars and celebrities. But seventh grade, I had, there were certain ones on my uh, binder that I was just like really into. Oh, excuse me, it's early AM yawn. And, um, but anyways, I was really into these artists and, um, what's funny about this, and I think I mentioned it on the podcast that I had before, um, what's super funny about the story is that, um, you know, when back then we would like record from the radio, um, because, you know, that time I grew up in a pretty conservative home, but I didn't like buy a lot of music. I just listened to the radio. And I was always at my cousin's house and my aunt, she was in a band. And so they had all the music. So I listened to all the R&B, gospel. We would listen to pop on the radio and, you know, was in at that time. So all my music, when it came to like R&B and gospel, um, well, gospel was played in my home, but R&B was like at my cousin's house pretty much because they were, we're all musical family, pretty much my whole family is in some shape or form. Um, There's certain ones that can sing and dance and act and all that, whereas some (laughs) don't have that gift but it was just like at their house I could get everything and they had everybody like all the albums like from rap to R&B you know everything so that's kind of where I got immersed in music was at my cousin's house but I still listened and stuff at home um just on a different account because I didn't have a lot of music to play from does that make sense um so it was just evident that you know music was had a heavy influence in my life um when I was upset I would go in my room and I would dance I was throwing up some music and and just do my thing but it was that celebrity like idolatry that I feel like God was trying to search and get to early on because I'll never forget um like I said I mentioned this on the podcast um the other one that I had is that One day, I don't know, it could have been like a year I had had those people on my wall or longer, um, just different artists. And I would just keep adding the celebrities on my wall. It was just kind of like a teen thing to do, pre-teen thing to do. And in high school, people still did it. Um, My mom called me into the uh, kitchen, I think it was. And she was just pretty much um, like, you know, Ebony... um, God said that it's time for you to take those posters off your wall. And I'm thinking in my mind, what? I didn't think it was a big deal. I was like, I don't understand why his posters have to come down. Now, I had always had a relationship with God. If you read any part of the book, um, you would know that I, God would definitely speak to me. And that's still small voice. And after my father passed away, it was kind of like God's voice was my my voice of reason in my life. And I knew his voice early on because my mom pretty much taught us how to hear from God. She taught us how to pray and the way that she would be directed by God and the Holy Spirit was always evident. And me and my brothers even knew that, like we knew God's voice through my mother. Like we couldn't shy away from that because it was almost like he was our father in the home um, and our protector and all of those things. And so when she said that, I was upset on the inside. Kind of had an attitude, didn't understand it, but I followed through and I obeyed. And so um, it was so funny because it came to the point I couldn't find no tape on the walls. 
Honey, I got some Elmer's glue. <laughs> and I glued those pages on my wall. I'll never forget when it was time to take them down. They were glued. So on my wall were all these little sticky things. Because, you know, glue sticks. And they were on the walls. I don't know if those ever came off or if we ever got rid of those. I can't even remember. I think eventually we painted over it or something. But, yeah, it was bad. And so my thing is, I think God was really showing me that my heart was growing in this idolatry type of way. And of course, we think that's a normal stage and a normal thing for teen teenagers and children, which I feel like it is. You know, you start to like celebrities and artists, you get into them. But there, there's a balance between you um, like putting those people before everything. You come home, you listen to music all day, every day. You still love God. You still read your Bible a little bit, but you're still like, you know, that those things and those people take precedence over God in your life. And at a young age, I was kind of into that. And that's what kind of was happening to me. And God saw that and he was trying to guide me and protect me. I get it now. Why? And clearly, you know, I don't idolize any of those people any longer. Um, but I just loved music. And I think music was just a big part of my life. And those people, I think, paid a part in that. And so I didn't think there was anything wrong with that. But God did, because at the end of the day, God doesn't want anybody before him. He doesn't want a man. He doesn't want a woman. He doesn't want your family. He doesn't want your mama, your daddy, um, your dog, your money, your career. You know, it's all about idolatry. And sometimes we can get into it and not even realize something that's affecting us and causing us to place him on the back burner. And he does not like that. Like, like God, the word says God is a jealous God. Um, but in this regard, God has been really prepping me to talk about this fantasy list thing because I think it's very important to cover this because there's something that God has been showing me literally in Christianity that this also takes place that this dream this vision and these these things about like artists that are actually gospel artists and Christians women in the church still do it and I'm addressing mainly women because you know I haven't seen it coming from men um a lot but I've seen this so what I'm going to do is there's a definition of fantasy and the one I'm going to read is it says a musical composition free and form typically involving variation on an existing work or an imaginative representation or of a situation or story it says a fantasia last one of a verb which is action is imagine the occurrence of fantasize about now like I told you when I was in middle school, there was a couple artists that I really was into. And the funny thing about it was I was easily able to fantasize. When I called this person my husband, I could fantasize about anything. Like I would be there daydreaming about us in a home, married, all of these things. Like I literally could do that. And it sounds crazy, but as a child, I would do that. And so the thing that I feel like affected me in that regard, too, was because I was listening to that secular music, right? I'm not saying secular music is bad, but as a child, someone that's a Christian, um, growing up in a home where you're supposed to guard your gates, you could still listen to certain music. But there was a lot of, like, lustful things on those musics, on the music and, like, desires and things that were not supposed to be early on, I guess, tapped into as you're young. And I struggle with, like, lust in that way because I was lusting for a artist who was not my in my life, for one, who I would probably never, I won't say I would never meet, but 
never come into contact in that regard. And furthermore, now that I think about it, I'm glad that I would not ever, because there were things that came out about this particular artist that I was just like, oh, no, later on in life. And you realize that sometimes you think it's just for play, but I think God is very, um, he's very strategic about like helping us to understand that there's some things that we shouldn't even play with. Calling celebrities and gospel artists and uh, people with, you know, platforms, husbands, you know, I've been on Instagram and, you know, I'm not even really following certain artists, but I just graze through just to check in and, you know, see what's going on, what they're doing in updates. And I go through and scroll through the comments and this is on Christian pages. Women talking about that's my husband, that's my husband. The man could either be single or we don't know um the 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 severity of the relationship because not everybody always shares their their significant other right away so you know it's just kind of to me i'm like why do we see these people that are christian artists as your husband like people think it's funny but i think god wanted me to really address this because there's sometimes you know fantasy lust and things that could come out of that you know you're listening to certain gospel artists and i'm going to address this real quick too there are many awesome artists out there that do things behind closed doors that we don't know about. And it's no different from if it's a, it's a secular artist that did things behind closed doors, whether it was smoke weed, have sex out of wedlock, out of marriage, um, you know, doing other things that they probably shouldn't do, stealing, lying, you know, cheating, cussing, all of that. You put it on the music. And we're listening to it and asking in our spirit. And those things can create things within us. And I really do believe there is something regarding certain artists that are male. I'm addressing males this time. Where there's something like, I almost want to call it concubine. Kind of like a way of like how David or like you think about the king where Esther, you know, was going up to the king and there was a lot of women and you know he had to go through a couple just to get to the one that he was supposed to be with and that was Esther but it was just kind of like you think about like all of the the things that this person might have done or been with a lot of different women and they still are doing that and they are gospel artists do you see what I'm saying and they literally go in they record their music and whatever they've done and they didn't repent or they didn't turn their life back around or they're still struggling with this is getting on that music. So whatever you're hearing is kind of influencing the way that you feel. It's influencing you. And when they go up on the high notes and when they are in the presence as you think they are or believe them to be, so to speak, that is like really getting to you. You know, I think about David when he played the harp for Saul um, or, you know, trying to get him and remove those spirits, you know, when he was like tormented, um, that stuff worked, you know, but it was the Holy Spirit in David. It was the spirit of God in David that was able to release him from whatever he was being tormented by. Um, and I think sometimes artist music can do that for us. I'm not saying that, you know, it's all negative because sometimes there's powerful artists that just have the anointing so flow, um, the flow on them so heavy that it really does move and make moves. Um, for God, and I think that comes from their vulnerability, vulnerability, excuse me, vulnerability, and their place of reference for God. And sometimes it's an attractive thing, and you can't help it. But I think sometimes we allow for that to 
we teeter-totter between whether or not we should, um, how we like respond. And I think as women, we shouldn't be responding to an artist that is especially Christian in that regard, talking about their husbands or, you know, fantasizing about marrying them or being with them in a certain kind of way that God didn't intend for us to be. And I've done it and I'm not going to sit here and act like I'm not, I'm perfect and it hasn't happened. But I think it comes from a place and going over that issue that I had in middle school, it, it didn't, it didn't mean anything any different because that same issue could could have happened within later life with artists that are gospel because it doesn't change the nature of it. It checks it 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 actually shows what's going on in your heart. And that's something that I think God wants to get to us. Um and the desires that we have sometimes can be mixed up and sometimes it could be uh a deception you know a lot of women have come to you know concerts and of gospel artists who may be single um and have gone with the intention of going to see that person you know um i literally just went to a concert miniature concert or whatever you want to call it and there was an artist there or someone who you know sings for the lord and I knew that a lot of women were going to be coming for that particular person. Now, there was two artists that were there. The other artist, I believe that artist is married. Um, but the other one, I don't believe is not, you know, I don't know if he's dating anyone or whatever. But people, I know women came with the intention of seeing him. The phones were out. I didn't have my phone out. And I was in the back. <laughs> um they were taking their phones out. I mean, a lot of times people get caught up in the moment um, and just want to record everything. And that's just the culture of today. And I'm not against it. I've recorded at all concerts and stuff like that. Um, but like I noticed it. I could sense the spirit and people are running after these people like following behind them. And it's just something about that that kind of does worry me at a, at, a, at a point in time because... We can really treat these people that love God like they are our idols and like we are one with them in some way that God didn't intend for us because remember they are a vessel. God spoke to me even when I went to this event the other night and said, the focus should never be on the guy that's leading you into worship. It should be on the God who created the gift within the guy. And I was like, oh, that's powerful. So women and men because there were guys there too because this person is very pop becoming more popular um i guess so to speak i don't want to call it that but um it's just idolatry you know when we're not careful um these people are vessels and they're used by god and i think sometimes when we put them on pedestals like this this can cause them to stumble and fall too if their heart is not right with god and we have to be careful of that i think we should all be able to hold each other accountable in a way where there's a lot of balance right I'm actually going to read something um, from gotquestions.org. Um, and it's a really good website. A lot of different people come in and they write stuff. But they always reference scripture on here, which is what I like. And there's questions that are asked. I'm not going to read the whole entire um, makeup of this. But I want to kind of give you a synopsis of this whole thing about fantasy lusts um, in regard to artists and people in general. It says, the question is, 
is it wrong for a Christian to have a, in this regard, the sexual fantasy, but I could take a fantasy in general, even about fantasizing about marrying someone is still, you know, a fantasy lust to me. Um, the answer is a fantasy is an act or event created in the imagination. In most cases, the imagined act is impossible or improbable. A sexual fantasy creates a sexual act or event in the imagination, depending upon the nature of the fantasy and the imagined players in it. A sexual fantasy can be a sin. Any imagined scenario that is inappropriate for moral, ethical, or spiritual reasons is sinful. Imagination is a gift from God, and a fantasy is part of the human psyche. We fantasize often without realizing it. Fantasies can range from imagining that we hit all green lights on the way to work and arrived early to conjuring up vile and physically impossible acts. Fantasies are usually spawned from our personal reality and our attempts to create a reality we prefer rather than the one that actually exists. Some people become so wrapped up in their fantasy life that they disconnect from reality in real relationships. Some internet options allow people to create virtual characters and live vicariously through those characters. Sexual fantasy is often a part of that virtual reality and allows people to simulate sexual acts without actually being physically present. Wow. That really does kind of hit the nail on the head when it comes to all of that. And I think we all have dealt with it in some way, shape, or form. That's why we have to cast down vain imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God because that in itself is something that you must cast down. You have to think on whatever's true, whatever's noble, whatever's a good report. There's scriptures about all of this. And that sexual immorality also includes that. I mean, if you're fantasizing about somebody that's not even your spouse or even in your life, what makes you think that's okay? <laughs> you know, like the average person on an everyday basis could be doing something, you know, like that because they don't know the Lord or they think it's okay or we're talking about so-and-so is our husband. But no, in reality, God is like, that is not your husband. And one thing, that ain't going to be your husband. So I don't know why you keep fantasizing and thinking that this person is or even saying that. Let's not even play like that. You know, I know it's like they're just jokes. But no, jokes are really serious to God, I think, in some regard, depending on what they are. You know, the Bible talks about not allowing anything crude or even coarse jokes coming out of your mouth, you know. So I just want us to really think about it and really imagine what God feels about that kind of stuff because a lot of times we don't realize certain things that we do are wrong and they are causing other people to stumble in ways that they have to constantly check their hearts too because imagine you being an artist and men if you're a woman um woman if you're an artist on there and there are men on your page and they're saying oh you're my wife you're my wife you're my wife that would make you feel good I'm sure but at the same time, think about that. You know what I mean? What if you were courting somebody to get married? You won't pay attention to it, but it's just, it's a matter of respect for one thing and a matter of like, why are you constantly going to somebody's page talking about they're your husband when they're not? You're like a middle schooler. Like when I was in middle school, like these are grown women that I've noticed this from. And I'm just like, you know, Lord, what is this? And I think artists sometimes can give off a certain impression without even trying that is relatable but also one that could make women be deceived in a way of thinking this type of thing and it could be something that they're doing in their personal life or it could be the type of spirit that they have they're just very charismatic or they're good people and women just get caught up in there because of their own they're drawing away from their own lust by their own lust and I think celebrity 
any artist that sings about songs, I'm not talking about a gospel one, but sings about songs that are kind of of the sexual nature or the lustful desires, you're going to be having those feelings. It may not be created for that particular person, but they may be created in a way that make you start to feel some type of way and you start to feel that those groanings for that particular acts, you know, and it's it's serious. And I think that's why God tells us to guard our hearts. So if you're somebody that is struggling with that and you're always going to listen to someone's music or you're always just needing to feed off of them, I would encourage you to check your heart and even take a break. You know, there was one artist that I, I remember like listening to. I had one song of theirs and it was just almost like, not long after that, like maybe a couple of years, I was like, why am I thinking about this person being my husband? I don't know where. And, I'm, and they were a gospel artists. And I only listened to their song like a few times. And it was one song I had remember downloading or buying. And I was like, this feels really weird. This shouldn't even be happening. You know, I was past all that in middle school. But it's something about guarding your heart, even against music that you probably shouldn't listen to. And that concerns me, too, when it comes to gospel artists, because they could be doing stuff, like I said, behind closed doors that we don't know, or they could be having their own struggles. And it's being put off into the music. Don't think just because somebody's a gospel artist or somebody that sings about Jesus that they don't have struggles and they don't put that on their music when they're doing stuff, right? So I encourage you to just really seek God, ask God, is this something that you struggle with? And if you do, have somebody to hold you accountable or like read about scriptures that really will help you through this process because it is real out here. And these days, I think God is really trying to get us to a place of repentance, even in our hearts um, regarding some of this stuff. And it's obedience to him and it's very important that we really do seek help in this area with him because i think he wants to d- deliver us from some things and women especially we're emotional creatures we're emotional beings and imagine if you still have this issue and you're struggling and you get married that doesn't just go away you have to fix that before you actually come into a union because that's a lust that a lot of women struggle with and you emotionally can be somebody that emotionally steps out of your marriage because of this fantasy less in this world and you create these ideals even about your spouse that aren't even like realistic if that makes sense um i was uh, remember talking to a mentor at the time mary and she's saying you know she had to be careful watching even these romantic comedies sometimes and romantic films because it started to like challenge her expectation of her husband and it could do that when it's like it's unrealistic pretty much of fictitious because movies are fake right um you know when it comes to romantic comedies and stuff they just kind of a made-up idea sometimes they're cute and you're like oh you know for our enjoyment but at the same time if it's causing you to stumble in your marriage and start to make these unrealistic expectations about your spouse and the person that you're with even in courting or dating or whatever then maybe it's something that you shouldn't watch because you need to guard your heart in that regard until you feel like you know god is releasing you to be able to watch certain movies and films where you don't struggle with that anymore so that was just something what God wanted me to cover here on the podcast today. Um, I will try my best to post the reference scriptures in the description box on this particular podcast segment, something that you can kind of take a look at in your spare time. And if you're somebody that struggles with that, just know you're not alone. I have. So I'm not going to be on the podcast talking about something that I myself didn't deal with. Even recently, God had to check my heart in that regard and make sure that I was not being deceived by my own lust and, and, and drawn away by something that was not reality for me. So I love you. Thank you for listening in. Be sure to tune in. And if you're somebody that has not um, followed the podcast in the past, I welcome you today. Um, I also want to check, I have you check out thrift stores and coffee shops Instagram page. It is private. So I do have to add you, um, but also check out the book that I wrote called the power of forgiveness. I would love to hear and see your feedback. Also ratings on Amazon. Um, 
how you feel about it. It would be lovely to actually read um, some some reviews because I want to know how it's blessed your life. All right. So take care and enjoy the rest of your day. Bye bye.